Hi and welcome to the Singing Wells podcast number 5. It has been a while since our last podcast and a lot has happened since then. So in this edition we're going to catch up with what has been happening with the Singing Wells project. We always start with a special performance from the archives. Recorded at the airport guesthouse in Entebbe on the 25th of November 2013, this is Mattia Kakumirizzi with Najemba. Banani, mwina Uganda, abata lazabeda, ebizi mujaba jeja. Banani badagi, balabido mukadanzara filomera. Mujemu pekele, mtu seri mwana munange gwendoza. Mwano kachari mbale kubanga hoteli za Uganda zezi muba Njakulinya spesulo siku wabanda mkono jinje ntusareti (laughs) 
So now, let's look back at the last 12 months of the Singing Wells project. In September last year, we launched the latest version of the Singing Wells website. It features new pages for instrument information, field reports and other stories, and a new section for albums. We work closely with Wes Burden from Nebula Strata to make sure the site is responsive, so it should work and look good on any device you use to visit the site, whether that be a laptop, a smartphone or a tablet. The best way to find out more about the site and to see everything it has to offer is to head over and take a look. The address is www.singingwells.org. Last October, the Singing Wells project visited Warmex, the World Music Expo, in Cardiff, in Wales. Our stand was set up with headphone listening stations featuring music from each of the field trips we've undertaken so far. As well as promoting the work that the Singing Wells project does, we were also pleased to meet with our friends from Bayimba in Uganda and the Music in Africa project. Our stand also included a selection of some of the instruments we have collected on our travels, and we were pleased to see that a few of the visitors to our stand had a go at playing them. Abu Billah musicians Mike Park and Louise Carf represented the Singing Wells project at Warmix, and this is what they had to say about their time at the Expo. I've had a very good time at Wemex this week. We've been meeting lots and lots of people from all sorts of areas of the world music industry. Um, but yeah, I've really, there's been a really, really wonderful response to the work we're doing. And people have enjoyed listening to the music and watching the content that we've had up on the screens. Overall, it's just been really great to speak to people who are very knowledgeable in the world music field. And to see such a positive response from people like that to what we're doing, it's very, very encouraging for the future. Um, no, Wemex has been fascinating um, it's it, quite extraordinary to have this many countries represented in one room in Cardiff and I was just thinking earlier today how amazing it is that everybody speaks in English we take it for granted that that's just the national way we converse I don't think it's because it's in Cardiff I don't think if we were like next year they're going to be in Spain I don't necessarily think everyone's just going to converse in Spanish maybe they will on a personal level I particularly remember meeting two young guys from Colombia who are doing a relatively similar thing to what we're doing, but they're more interested in the visuals, so they make films but of uh, music groups. But, they're, yeah, they're interested in, in recording them for posterity, so that, I found that really interesting, and mainly because they showed me a really beautiful film where they couldn't, they couldn't film this group during the day because they'd been booked up at some festival, and so they had to get them at night, and they had no lighting. So they took them to this statue and used the lighting that was used on the statue and sort of organised them, and it looked so good. It was really, really effective. It was beautiful. In time for the Expo, we put together a sampler CD of music recorded on our field trips. Copies of the CD will be available from the Singing Wells website soon. November 2013 saw us travel once again to the Pearl of Africa, Uganda, to record more traditional music for the Singing Wells archive. This trip saw us heading to the central and eastern regions of Uganda. We were very fortunate to receive sponsorship from two organisations on the trip, and we are extremely grateful to the Mara Foundation who sponsored a field recording day. We also give thanks to Habari Travel and Guerrilla Tours who gave us accommodation at the airport guesthouse along with a vehicle and driver for the duration of the trip. It is thanks to the support of our partners that we can continue to do the work we do. So if you'd like to become a partner, then please check our website or email victoria at abubillamusic.com for more information. The trip saw us record a wide variety of instruments and styles including xylophones, big wire horns and brass bands. 
We'll be focusing more on the trip in detail in a forthcoming podcast. August 2014's edition of the magazine Songlines in the UK features an article on the trip titled Postcard from Uganda. March 2014 saw the team travelling to eastern and central Kenya on another field recording trip. We'll go into more detail in a future podcast, but until then, here's a track from the Marieni traditional dancers recorded at a church on the equator in Marieni. We spent some time at the end of the field trip in the Kettable Studios in Nairobi recording some of the old masters of Kenyan pop music. Shortly after the sessions, we heard that Ochiang Nelly had sadly passed away. This is his track, Jacka Baker. Yani 
Yani joma di kabeka, yani joma di kabeka, yani joma di wire. Umosina keni, umosina keni. Omiti poda goni gita, omiti poda goni gita, poda pari udwire, agoniye keniye. Omiti poda goni gita, omiti poda goni gita, poda pari udwire, agoniye keniye, agoniye. Yandiru akomino biero, yandiru akomino biero, boda pari wodwire, agonie kenie. Yandiru akomino biero, yandiru akomino biero, boda pari wodwire, agonie kenie, agonie. Omito siye pomina wino, omito siye pomina wino, woda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie, agonie. Omito siye pomini benji, omito siye pomini benji, boda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie. Omito siye pomini benji, omito siye pomini benji, boda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie, agonie. Omito siye pomina kumu, omito siye pomina kumu, boda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie. Omito siye pomina kumu, omito siye pomina kumu, boda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie, agonie. Omito siye pomino kelo, boda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie. Omito siye pomino kelo, omito siye pomino kelo, boda pari wodwire, agonie, kenie, agonie, kenie.
yani joma di kabeka yani joma di kabeka yani joma di vire umosena keni yani joma di kabeka yani joma di kabeka yani joma di vire umosena keni umosena keni umosena We were always pleased to hear of other groups undertaking similar projects and it was uh, from a BBC article that we heard about the guys at Recording Africa. We invited Ollie Burton into the studio to talk about the project. So I run a small uh, charity called Recording Africa and we supply aid to villages down in West Africa and exchange it for the privilege of recording some traditional music down there. And then we bring the music back to England and create a documentary and a CD package, sell that, and all the profits raised go back to subsequent communities. We've uh, studied music at, you know, as a degree in Leeds, a lot of us, and uh, we were told a lot that the music is you know, a lot very commercial and it's a way of making money and that's what the music industry is now. And I think a lot of the music down in West Africa, the music that we're recording anyway, represents a more pure form of music and a kind of altruistic art. Um, and I think that's very important and a lot of that music is actually on the decline where as more and more people leave their original rural towns to go and find work in larger towns and cities. And as more of that happens, you know, the more this music um, no longer exists. So it's important to document it now and get good recordings while it's still there. Uh, music is not only used as sort of ceremonial purposes, but uh, as a daily pastimes when, when um, grounding maize, you know, when you know, singing your baby to sleep and stuff like that. I mean, it's actually used everywhere all the time. And there's a really nice tradition in West Africa of uh, actually archiving the history of a specific village. And it's a family, and you inherit this job. As, uh, it's called a griot. But uh, they actually, they're sort of walking libraries in West Africa. And they are given all this information, all the proverbs and the history of a said village, of one you know village of a, of a place, and uh, they will actually relay this information to the whole community through music or through poetry and stuff like that. And so nothing's actually written down, which means once this family, once this inherited job has gone, all that information will be lost as well, which is a damn shame, and it's actually all passed down through music. But yeah, uh, we'd lo- love to go back, and I think we're going to concentrate on West Africa for the moment. And ideally, we'd start with... Uh, but we drive down to Morocco and then probably we'd love to go all the way to Ghana actually that's our next sort of aim um, and go through many different countries so there's a hell of a lot of music going on but there's a real jazz influence as well and yeah, a lot of the music kind of sounds very Latin along the coast and that's the more contemporary music but if you go to the rural places there's still a very like you know abundant tradition of using incredible instruments and a di- completely different way of doing things as well uh, for example in Guinea or even on the way down to Ghana there's a uh, a, a village, I think it's called the Kdili, and they have a completely different way of organising their things. So, so, for example, it's not just musical, I mean, in this sense, I'm talking just a way of living. And uh, it actually relates to music as well, but they'll, instead of organising all their cutlery together, like their knives and the forks, the knife will go to with the orange because the knife cuts the orange. And this ethnomusicologist went down there a little while ago and he asked them to try and organise it a different way, like the way we did it, and they couldn't understand why, why they would organise it that way. And he almost gave up and he said that these people are incapable of changing the way that they organise their things. And then he turned around to them and said, 
So how would a stupid person organize them? And then they did it the way we did it. And I think that's that's interesting. And I think the one of the other things we'd love to do that we haven't done so far is actually putting a lot of context behind the music and the way that people are living rather than just concentrating purely on the recordings and doing interviews, actually spending time and seeing how people live because it's really interesting and it's it's nice just to see things in a complete, through different eyes and actually a world that makes a lot of sense to them but maybe not a lot of sense to us, I guess. That was Ollie Burton from Recording Africa. We hope to keep up to date with the project as it progresses further. Well, that's it for Podcast 5. We'll try not to leave it too long before Episode 6, but as ever, you can listen to all of the Singing Wells recordings online at our SoundCloud page, www.soundcloud.com forward slash singingwells. All of the videos from the Uganda and Kenya trips mentioned in this podcast are online now at our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash singingwells. 